and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 135 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate first watch rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we are going over season seven, episode three, Fragile Balance, a.k.a. Zoltan Speaks, <laughs> because I like the movie big, um, or when a NASCAR botches. <laughs> My AKA is I want to believe, because this is basically another X-Files episode. That's true. It well, we've had the Supernatural episode. This is the X-Files episode. It is episode. very x files I will give you that. Because our Asgard definitely Roswell Grace. <laughs> uh, Excuse me while well, I... Smack my We're having some submission. great technical We're good. difficulties. I'm alive now. Everything is fine. Everything is good. So this first aired on June 30th, 2003. It was written by Damian Kindler. It was directed by Peter Deloise. I did not see a Deloise cameo, but we kind of do. So maybe we saw a baby Deloise. We don't know. It, well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We have. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you make the call, and if we count it or not, the voice of Loki is Mr. Deloise. I was gonna ask who Loki was. So is it Ken as a cameo? Yes. Okay. I will take it. Then we have a Peter Deloise cameo. Because now that I know that people that we know play the voices, (laughs) it's fun to ask who it was. Um. So, and fun fact: the younger Pam, who we kind of didn't see her, but she was like floating. The, okay. the older the older woman yes, not older yes. she's like forties but right. um, that is played by Joey Shea who's Dan Shea's daughter I don't know who Dan Shea is you, Sergeant Siler oh gosh yes okay <laughs> I forgot that Siler has an actual people name <laughs> he's, also, he's not just Siler he's not just Siler <laughs> he's so good at being he's Siler. also like stunt dude and he's also yeah, already he's standing. just Siler his other daughter was like as far as I know Siler is, is RDA's stunt dude yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and his other daughter was one of the kids in an episode where the kids are smart until they make them dumb Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's my summary of that <laughs> I episode. like that one. Um, also, our... I'm going to ep- try real hard not to be distracted by the dogs that keep walking out this window. They're really good-looking dogs. So many dogs. There's some good-looking dogs in this neighborhood. There was just a brindle pity. Oh, yeah. And he's beautiful. Okay, oh, is that, is that Zoe? Yes, that's yeah, right. I met Zoe. Zoe. Uh-huh. Zoe's pretty cool. There's a new young husky, too. It's like a seven-month-old husky. Young husky sounds like what you call, like, kids at the playground. <laughs> All right, you young huskies. <laughs> I'm old. So, Got it. our amazing young Jack, who <laughs> we will give all the love our in this episode. Our young husky Jack. Uh, is played by Michael Welsh, whom yes. I first remember is Artem in Star Trek Insurrection, because that's who I am as a person. Ah. But I think most of the world would know him as Mike Newton in all of the Twilight films. I don't know that one. In the Twilight films. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm not going to hold it against him, but that's why you didn't see him in the Twilight films, because they're the Twilight films you never watched. Right, right. Got it, got it. He played a fairly big role in those. Yeah, people like him. Exactly. That's why I'm like, I'm not going to hold against him. Man, they were big films. Mm. If you gave me money, I'd be in them, too. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) um, He was also in Joan of Arcadia, uh, which I never saw. I remember that. He played Luke. That was with Amber Tamblyn. Sure. He was Luke. Yes. Right on. I never saw that. Um, I don't think 
there were um, science fiction things in that show. It was more fantasy than science oh, fiction. Oh, was there fantasy? Yeah. Oh. There's a fantasy element to it. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. It's interesting. For some reason, I thought that was a law show. Well, it's it's a play on Joan of Arc. Well, I, got, I figured that part out. Yeah. But I thought it was like a law show. No, no, no. Not at all. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I go back and watch it. Yeah. If I, I, I'm going to make sure I'm thinking of the right show. But yeah, I th- it's fantasy-based. Kind of like, um, I want to say it was Pushing Daisies, dude, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Did you like pushing Daisy's dude? It was so. Amber Tamblin. Um, and it is James Hayman. No, I don't know who that is. Just kidding. Let's keep it moving. Anyways, so we start the episode. But it is fantasy. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. We start the episode of Sam coming out of the elevator. Hammond's there to meet him with a very odd story to tell. <laughs> uh, at 0920 that morning. Which is 9.20 in the morning. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Is just that all the do math on that one? Just in case you kind of do the military time on that yeah, one. Yeah, got it. Uh, someone tried coming onto the base. I can do military time all morning, guys. <laughs> all morning. I can do military time until noon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, someone tried coming onto the base with Jack's ID. <laughs> but that person was not Jack. But he did insist on seeing Sam. Yeah. No one's really sure why. So when the SF opens the door, it's some snot-nosed teen in oversized clothes who's demanding coffee and whose pants are falling down and has an attitude. He's wearing a jacket the way every kid I ever had a crush on wore a jacket. Uh-huh. Like, clearly not yours. Yeah. Clearly stole it from older brother or uh-huh. dad or something. Yep. But very Pretty cute. sure JTT wore a jacket like that yes. often. Yes. Did... Like a Carhartt. It might have oh, been yeah. a Carhartt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm for it. <laughs> One of my two biggest teenage crushes, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Take it. As everyone my age yeah. had. Or Ryder Strong. Let's <laughs> See, I this. didn't have a huge crush on Ryder Strong. <sighs> my other one. A troubled, dark haired boy no, my other... with colored eyes. My other one was Jonathan Brandis. Okay, oh. let me rephrase that. My other one specifically was Luke... Lucas Wallenchuk. <laughs> That makes sense. Because that was the point in time where I didn't have crushes on actors because I didn't know the actors. Sure. So I had a crush on the characters. Yeah. So it was Lucas Wallenchek. Gotcha. He talked to Dolphins. I read plenty of bot magazines. <laughs> I knew the actors. I did not. I knew them. <laughs> I did not. Um, anyways, I love when you were watching this, you were immediately just going, who What's, the fuck is this? Who is this child? <laughs> who is this child? Somebody smack him. <laughs> yeah. Um... Sam does remind him about how much trouble he's in since impersonating a military officer is a federal offense. Mm. He insists that he's not impersonating anyone. He is Jack O'Neill. I do like her. Um, she says he's a boy. The way you would pick up a gross <laughs> sock. The way that I. He's a boy. The, the way that I just act around anyone. Yeah. Under the age of 16. Yeah, it's fair. Uh-huh. It's like, make it go away. <laughs> Come back to me when you're not a teenager. Yeah. Um, but this kid, like, look, Michael is great at impersonating RDA. Definitely a good actor. Like, for sure. He did a, he did all of his homework. Yeah. I'm sure he was watching the, videos. Yeah, the mannerisms, the whole deal. Everything's Speech pretty great. patterns. I wonder how much of it was input from RDA as well. Yeah. Because if there's anybody more self-possessed, I can't think of, like, yeah. RDA knows what his movements and his tics are. So I can see him being upset, being like, no, more like this. More <laughs> well, like this is What's me. interesting is, I think this was an... 
a benefit of this episode is that they weren't able to have RDA for most of this, this filming. Um, and so that's why there's he's Jack's here, but he's not. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then we get credits. So when we come back, we get a close-up of his ID. Mm-hmm. It says John J. O'Neill, which, first of all, is his name John or Jonathan? Because well, I can't imagine they put a bunch of abbreviations on your official military badge. Well, usually John is Jack, but Jonathan is not. But then is Jack short for Jonathan or whatever his middle name is? Is his middle name Jackson? No, John and Jack are interchangeable. But, but I know, but he also has J as a middle name. John James... Jingleheimer Schmidt. But is his name? I always thought his name was Jonathan. Oh, I don't know that I ever thought that. So that's why I was like, I think it's just John. Because usually when you see a J O H N, it's John. Usually J O N is a short for Jonathan. I don't know. I have, I guess I've never because I just hear John and I've always assumed John with an H is short for Jonathan. Oh. I don't think I, in my head that anyone that there's many people who are just named John but at the same time yeah I had a grandfather who was just named Mike or a great-grandfather just well named yeah Mike. I mean John is a separate name from Jonathan see I think that's the part that I don't think I ever realized yeah yeah so John with an H is biblical okay so that's in itself a name now you can have a Jonathan with an H yeah and you can have a J-O-N John that's just John especially now as but traditionally J-O-H-N John is just John like the book from the Bible. <laughs> See, and what's funny is that in my head, I just always assumed John yeah. was short for like, Jonathan, and just some people put the H and like some people John didn't. John F. Kennedy was just John and was called Jack. <laughs> I really thought his name was Jonathan. Nope. Wow, this is awesome. Like, I legitimately thought JFK was Jonathan. Just a John. John versus Jonathan. Legit. I am so excited that I know a thing. Traditionally. Like, it's not an everyday scenario. Oh, I I completely get it. But yeah, Yeah. I just kind of always... So again, what's his middle name then? Is it James? Is it Jackson? Is it... I'm going to go with his John. Javier. And I'm going to start... (laughs) Jacinto. (laughs) <laughs> I just started calling him Jack Jack for this episode, maybe, so I decided that it's John Jack. Maybe and his middle just, name is Jingleheimer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. John Jingleheimer O'Neill. Yep. Um, anyways, and they said he was born in 52, which if this is uh, 2003, he's 51. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, because I also love that they forget to switch the date style back to the American, and it says 2010-52. Oh, uh-huh. Which would be, which be be October tenth? Yeah, but it's because again, October America 20th, is yeah. weird and backwards and everything. Yeah, we put the month first because reasons. Because listen, we're also on the imperial system for measurement, so I'm not going to try to pretend that we make sense. We're just reasons for things. <laughs> Anyways, I just love how much information you got in that one little shot yeah. of his ID. <laughs> Anyways, so the the jackal ganger uh, gets his coffee, but it's hot chocolate. He's not okay with that. And Sam is, again... Yeah, Tiny Jack-Jack wants some alcohol. (laughs) Make me big again. (laughs) And uh, Jack's like, uh, again, who... who who, What the fuck's going on? Yeah, why Um, is this happening? But Jack insists that last night he had some dinner, had a beer, went to bed, and woke up like this, and please just get to the part where Janet fixes it. (laughs) 
Yes, and this is the first inkling that we get about the diet. <laughs> oh, the consists of Jack. I have we'll a get bit. more on. Yes. <laughs> but let's just remember that whatever he ate for dinner probably could have been bad enough to cause this nightmare. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll get there. Um, also, I doubt it was a beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, six pack. So that's when Daniel comes in. Then surely Daniel will recognize Jack. <laughs> nope. Nope. Which just continues to frustrate Jack. I mean, to Daniel, the loud and grating yeah. part. So like I do him. love how quickly Daniel gets right into the ribbing. Yeah. He's like, yeah, well, he's annoying. Uh-huh. <laughs> so then Jack starts spouting out some Stargate previously on Cliff Notes to try to prove his point, which continues after Teal'c walks in, who calls him a child in the most demeaning way ever. He does, yeah. I love it. He does give another one. So I think this season, Teal'c has all my favorite lines. <laughs> so in episode one of season seven, he yeah. had, if you are not prepared to die. Uh-huh. So there's one. And now two is... How could this child possess such knowledge? Mm-hmm. Now, this line, here's why this line is great. It's it's good. It's good in the moment. Yeah. But this is such a usable line. Oh, it's amazing. This is such a line that you could use all the time with your friends to, uh-huh. one, not only diss your friends, yeah. but also compliment them. Uh-huh. Rest assured <laughs> it will that any time someone says something <laughs> stupid in D&D or in life, I'm going to go, how could this child possess such well, knowledge? Well, I can only imagine my Sam character in d and D's gonna get it a lot as a gnome <laughs> who's the size of a child. And then again, you are tiny. <laughs> you are small. <laughs> then again, you are small. So anyway, not <laughs> after like all of this, like maybe the one part that should have really like tipped them off that this might actually be Jack is when he doesn't even flinch as Tilk stares him down. Yes. That was fun. Most men would crumble. Yeah, I mean, he might have wet his pants a little bit. Yeesh. But but did not drop that stare. But his pants fell down. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of the best, like, this might actually be Jack, as he just continues to stare Teal down. <laughs> so outside in the hallway, uh, the rest of the team, Hammond is like, what the fuck, people? Yeah. And Daniel is like, look, I mean, he does have a resemblance and we've seen some weird shit before um and he looks like name but one <laughs> okay so when he got really old when he became a caveman when we yeah. all switched bodies Hammond's like please stop before I kill just you just kidding Again. just kidding <laughs> just just never don't so, be wrong <laughs> at some point later uh Janet has done all of her testing and yeah it's Jack, I mean, the DNA is almost identical. There's one tiny thing, but we won't mention it now because it's a later plot issue. It's a very small margin. And I like the emphasis on small. (laughs) When she says it, she goes, there's a very small margin. Jack's tiny now. He's tiny. I'm tiny Jack! He's not actually that tiny. No. (laughs) So anyway, uh, maybe... That tiny issue is the fact that he's lost 35 years. <laughs> yeah. But the about. specialist she's bringing in will hopefully help with those hard questions. Um, for now. Yeah, you know, I have a feeling that because Janet's been bringing in specialists a lot. Uh-huh. So I think it's not so much that she doesn't know, but she's just like, I'm fucking done this week. I'm <laughs> yeah. out. 
I'm taking early. I'm taking early evenings. Cassie's, I'm out of four. Cassie's Cass- probably starting college soon. Yeah, Cassie's so. being a real bitch lately because my understanding of teenage girls, uh, because my sister has five daughters, oh, um, and, and uh, Jesse's aunt has four, oh. is that at some point you love them, but you fucking don't like them at all. <laughs> You're like, I just yeah. don't like my teenagers. Uh-huh. So Cassie's probably hit the age of like just a raging We saw asshole. her. We saw her in right? that stage. We did. <laughs> so uh, here's my theory. Yeah. Janet is not so much unable to deal with it, yeah. quote unquote. She's just like, I got, I ain't got time for this. I'm done with I, the fucks. I can't. None I, fucks I have none fucks, and I have this privilege where I can bring in people. Yeah, yeah. You handle this. Uh-huh. Well, I go make sure that I don't kill this child. I'm going to go home for a drink. Yeah. And that drink is an entire bottle and of wine. And this wine bottle. Yeah. So for now, Sam is going to go set up a PlayStation. <laughs> She's such a dick. I love it. It's, it's so a little great. bit dickish. But then I was thinking... I, I want because she's being a little bit tonight. I want to be like it's actually a PlayStation Two. It's two thousand and three. <laughs> so fuck off a little bit. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Maybe she's natively an Xbox person ah. or a Nintendo person, but I would imagine maybe yeah. Xbox. She plays more first person shooters. I can imagine. Sure. I was always a Nintendo girl. Yeah. Um, because I like Mario Kart. Yeah. Fair. Somehow I never played Zelda though. That's this is very a thing. Strange. This is a thing that's been harped on many times, and we're trying to fix it. Um, if anyone has a line on a Zelda game for Super Nintendo, let me know. But uh, <laughs> I need to fix the non-Zelda playing things. So apparently, that game was basically made for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, Sam and Teal PlayStation for life. I was I was always all the Nintendo. way back to Crash Bandicoot. You know, I was one hundred percent always Nintendo until um, now. I'm Xbox, and that's only because Nick has an well, Xbox. Well, I mean, I had a Nintendo when I was little, little because that's what you had. Yeah. There, other, nothing else existed. Then we had Sega for a little while, but mostly PlayStation from the mm-hmm. day it was born. From the day it arrived on this planet and blinking (laughs) stepped stepped into into the the light. There was more to PlayStation that could ever be PlayStation. Uh More to crash than could ever be crashed. (laughs) The circle of warped. It warps us all. Okay, I'm done. Um, I played Sega at daycare (laughs) because apparently I was good at Sonic. Well, because you go fast. Because I go fast. So everyone would give me their credit time. <laughs> and so I'd hopefully beat the game. Nice. It's the only game. I don't remember being good at it, but apparently I was. Nice. Anyway, Sam and Teal'c sit in the commissary. And they have little grins on their faces as Jack sits down. And Sam calls him cute. And Jack is like, superior officer. <laughs> no. Um, but Teal'c also has a bit of a point. Being young and and healthy again has its advantages. Younger body, increased health and vitality. And Jack's like, my vitality was fine. Listen, Thank you. <laughs> no one is on blue pills. <laughs> vitality works just well. But for now, while he's here, just try to enjoy it. See, so here's my question. Would Sir? you want to be 16 again? Oh, God. Um, or, or a better question. Yeah. If you had your 16-year-old body, what would you go do right now? I will be honest, and this is in this you've seen pictures. Yes. Sixteen year old Nixie looks identical yeah. to thirty-three year old. Now there Nixie. isn't an t- amount of bounce back that we don't have in our thirties that we had at sixteen. This it's- is true. I spent a lot of time in the dance studio. Uh-huh. Um yeah, I don't know. 
Like, I, it doesn't even enter my mind to yeah. go back. See, I don't school. think I would want to be 16 again. No. But if I had 16-year-old Grace's body again, um, I'd just drink. <laughs> <laughs> Let's now pretend that that's not what no, I would do. I, uh... Because 16-year-old Grace could drink. In, in, and not get hung over. Whereas I will drink this one drink in my hand today and be done. <laughs> and I will be done. <laughs> See, I didn't, I didn't drink a ton when I was 16. Um, in college, I didn't drink very, very often. But when I did, I always did it like at home, like mm. in, our, in our, at the home. But I would do an entire bottle of vodka <laughs> and be perfectly fine the next yeah, day. Yeah. yeah, tequila was my friend. or And, and sometimes things that weren't alcohol were fun, too. <laughs> Um. I never, I, I truly, I would go to a lot of art parties and you couldn't walk in the building uh-huh. without walking through just a cloud of smoke. Oh, no, I'm not talking smoke, but yeah, that's no, okay, no. too. No, no, well, it was not cigarette smoke. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm not talking smoke. I know. What yeah. I'm saying is Nixie Square. Yeah. And went to a school in the middle of nowhere where that's as good as you got. Let me, yeah. I'm going to, okay. So, I was yeah. not in a city where things were accessible. 16-year-old Grace <laughs> would just drink and fuck and take ecstasy. The end. We, if it hasn't been proven, if you guys haven't gotten the idea yet, is that uh, Nixie <laughs> and Grace grew up in very different yeah, worlds. Yeah, we a little bit different. No, I'm actually glad that I can't go back and do that. Yeah. I actually don't think I would want to. Yeah, no. <laughs> but no. it's fun to think that the body will bounce back. Very it was. Soon. I'd be looking back at like the stuff and be like, no, can I have a Manhattan on the rocks, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so they take a field trip to Jack's house. Yes. And the table. Okay. The table is filled with Chinese takeout. Yeah. Did he have a date or someone? No, I'm very okay with the because amount of food on his table. That is a fuck ton of food. Listen, I will tell you something. <laughs> here's here's Grace's theory on Chinese food. And it's it's clearly um, backed up here. Okay. And my other sources, uh, Gilmore Girls, you can't order a little bit of Chinese food. Okay. You're not, a, you're, there's no such thing. You're, you must order... <laughs> A lot. Enough for and like... even if you order one thing, you're still going to get a box of Chinese food. Yeah. There's, the, there's, so there's no such thing as a little bit of Chinese food. All Chinese food must be ordered in mass quantities. Okay. And you must eat it for like four days. See, I've always gotten one thing and then like maybe an egg roll or two. What's the matter with you? Many things. We've proven this. <laughs> no. My theory on Chinese food is you order $30 worth of stuff mm-hmm. no matter what. Okay. And you eat it for a week. Okay. The crisis theory on Chinese food. The popcorn kernel that I had stuck in my tooth? Is it gone? I got it. Yay, I'm proud of you. I was trying to be really subtle about it for the people who are watching the video. <laughs> I got it. You know so it's super subtle when you tell people. Uh-huh. What's my, that's the best part of it, though. Yeah, guys, we're a little punchy today, can you tell? <laughs> so meanwhile, Teal looks in the fridge and asks if Jack is conducting science experiments. Yeah. <laughs> Jack insists the salsa is still good. But listen, salsa, if salsa is questionable, it's, it's pretty been much a dead. While. It's been a while. lasts for a while. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and Sam does swipe the beer he tries to drink, though. Okay, the other fun thing yeah. that Sam does yeah. is she sniffs his water. Yeah. That's not water, is That's it? That's not water. <laughs> That's not water. Because her face, after she sniffs it, is like, no. oh, that's not water. Now, the question is, is it vodka or gin? Well. I'm going with gin. If it smells, 
It's probably gin, right? Because well, but you can still smell if it's that's vodka. True. But I'm assuming just just straight Jack? Everclear. <laughs> It's like for those emergency nights when he's getting like PTSD or something. He just like chugs it. Here's what I'm assuming is that it was a gin and tonic, but it's been sitting out. So all the fizz is gone. Oh, so it's just because a gin and tonic sugar. It's a gin and sugar. If you leave it out, it looks like just water. That's fair. He just didn't put a lime in it. Yeah. Um, But apparently the last thing he ate for dinner... The last thing he ate oh before he went to bed oh boy. was four cheese burritos with a side of guacamole. And now, I hope he means like bean and cheese burritos and just said cheese burritos. Because if you just roll cheese into a burrito form. Here's oh. another question. When was the Chinese food from? Probably day three. My other question. When will this man ever poop? Just straight cheese. Like, did, like most people, like was the Chinese food the night before that? Like, sure. Did you just leave it out? Maybe, you can't do that to Chinese food. Maybe he ordered the Chinese food and uh, to to meet him at home. Then the drive home, he stopped at Taco Bell and forgot he had ordered Chinese food. He's like, well, now I just eat all the food. Like, what is what is he eating? Thank God this man works as hard as he does. The minute he retires fully, he's putting on like a hundred pounds. Just if he continues <laughs> if to he, eat that if way, he doesn't change his diet. Yeah, yeah. I just was the Chinese food lunch, and he just left it out. It's, it's probably from the night before. <laughs> put it, put it away. No, it's it's so covered in like sodium and just shit. That it's, it's never going bad. It's never going bad. Okay. So they had but I would put it in the fridge because cold yes! cold Chinese food is actually better than See, I like warm cold Chinese pizza, food. but I do need to heat it in my okay, Chinese food. Okay, you give me some cold lo mein oh, and yeah. I will snarl at you <laughs> if you try to take it. <laughs> so they head into Jack's bedroom and yeah. you see a photo of him and a photo of yeah. Charlie and Daniel is going through his underwear drawer. Oh, God. Okay. He's Why? like, he's a teenager. I must go through his underwear drawer, like, right? Like, that's where teenagers keep shit. <laughs> like, Daniel, why? <laughs> Maybe he's always wondered if Jack is a briefs or boxers man and Jack will not tell him. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe he's got this theory. He's like, I bet Jackson never nude. And he wants to see if it's just a bunch of jorts in there. I can imagine that Jack a is a silly boxers ass man. episode, guys. Yes. I'm gonna go with boxer briefs. There's a yeah, lot of activity, possibly. a lot of running around. Well, let me, gotta okay. keep things. I think there's a difference. I think at home he's a boxer, and mm-hmm. on duty he's a boxer brief. Yeah, yeah, there. Okay. There. So anyway, all of his medals, military medals on the wall, framed very nicely. Uh, basically, exactly what you expect his room to be. Yeah. So, and then he walks into Teal'c, who turns on the light, and Jack flashes to an Asgard standing over him with green lights yeah, floating around. Not good. So back in the briefing room, Daniel thinks that the whole thing sounds a lot like UFO abduction cases that he's read, or like a bunch of episodes of X-Files. Mm-hmm. And Jack is just like, you remember so much, <laughs> and yet you forget my birthday. Aww. Because it's all about me. Yeah. And I'm with Daniel. I remember the weirdest shit details that you could possibly imagine, but I remember no birthdays. So here's, um, birthdays are tough. Like, 
numbers like no here's my thing with birthdays i remember your birthday within a three-day margin Mm. i remember everybody's birthday within a three-day margin i can sometimes there's a couple people that i'm like i i know the uh season it's in or or it's like a a week maybe let's say seven days but i'm like your birthday's around here yeah I, i i have some people where i can get the week i have some people because there's a direct correlation um, I know it's around like a family member's birthday. Oh, fair. Yeah. Uh, and then I have other people where I'm like, it's in the spring, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's in the spring region. Yeah. Or, you know, people, have, sometimes people have really good birthdays where like, uh, I know a couple people who are, are January 1st and I'm like, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. That one I'm not yeah. going to forget. <laughs> I probably won't forget that one. So, um, but why would the Asgard kidnap Jack and make him younger? I mean, it's basically completely because of against. the Zoltan machine in Big, and he went in there and instead of saying "I wish I were big," he said "I wish I were small." Uh huh. But he's not. <laughs> he's not good at that. But why would the Asgard do this? Because they're allies-ish now, ish, sort of. Mm-hmm. So Daniel is going to do some research because that's what Daniel does, and Sam is going to head up to the briefing at thirteen hundred hours. Mm-hmm. The one that Jack was supposed to leave. That's one o'clock, guys. It is one o'clock. <laughs> but with the current situation, also the fact that Sam is totally fucking capable of handing that briefing on her own, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. So shortly after that, Jack knocks on Hammond's door. I mean, Hammond's hands are kind of tied right now. I, I love that Jack is like, well, I went to bed watching CNN and woke up as part of the MTV generation. And I was like, was anyone part of the MTV generation? Yes. Okay. <laughs> My bigger question is, was Jack really watching CNN? Was um, he really watching CNN? Or was he watching, like, The Late Show? Uh, he was flipping back and forth. Okay. He was he was commercial Like, flipping. I'm not to say that he's not an educated man. Yeah. But the man's eating burritos and Chinese food and <laughs> beer. Is he really paying attention to CNN right now? I can imagine he was watching, like, The Late Show because I can imagine he's a Letterman fan over a Leno fan. He's probably watching, like... Run and Stimpy. He, yeah, but on commercials he was yeah. switching to CNN. Yeah, it's, it's, it was just the, on the the switch, mm-hmm. the previous, the last, whatever that button is. Yep. Um. Anyways, Jack is just still pissed that he's not running the F three hundred two briefing because he's flown it more than anyone else. But Hammond bottom lines it that a bunch of pilots are not going to listen to a boy. Yeah. You're so small. And Hammond punches that boy. Yeah. Because it's Hammond. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, Hammond would call Jack boy. I want to say how great um, this kid's face yeah. was allowed to just be full of acne. Uh-huh. Like, I almost want to say that they added more. Probably. Because <laughs> it's just this great amount of, like, splotch along yeah. the face. Just to remind you that he's a child. Mm-hmm. In case you forgot. But Jack does have a point that they're going to have to start getting used to some weird shit if they're going to go work here. Also, um, where did the tiny suit come from? What tiny suit? The one that Tiny Jack-Jack is wearing. Well, it probably is just a smaller sized... It's just so form-fitting. Well, I mean, but there's probably, like... the It's the extra small. Sure. Yeah. But are... There are people in the Air Force that are his size. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not like tiny, tiny. He's just the size of a 15 year old. He's so small. There are some grown men. We know them that are the size of what, (laughs) for example, I was at 15. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'll give you that. (laughs) So, um, 
So it sounds like these are a bunch of new pilots that are being assigned to the SGC strictly for to be the 302 pilots. And we'll get to that later. I noticed a cool thing. Mm. So Hammond lays down what could be a really, really, really harsh point. That he might still be a valuable asset to the SGC, mm-hmm. but as not in the same way he was before. If he stays age-wise 15, he can't lead SG-1. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of, there's a lot of potential in using someone that looks like him for other things. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. He yeah. can't really intimidate a gold. No. As a 16-year-old boy. Um. So... In what is now, once again, Daniel's lab, mm-hmm. Tilk is cruising the internet. He's gotten very good at yeah, the internet. Yeah, Tilk is hacker man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he is typing naturally. Tilk has been, Tilk was in Mr. Robot. Like, <laughs> I know people who have been using computers for 20 years that do not type as well as Tilk does. I'm waiting for the hood to go over the head. <sighs> The whole deal, the whole stereotype. Um, so he's cruising the internet, and Daniel is referencing a paper library. Uh, Teal'c is way ahead of the game. He's already entered in some parameters. The list is like any you would get on the internet if you just searched alien abduction. Like, yeah. it's long and full of crazy people. <laughs> yeah, the, the number of hits you would get on that is ridiculous. Um, but they narrow the list down a bit, um, using the search term of four green lights. There are four <laughs> lights! <laughs> I was waiting for that reference. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, card fans. Yeah. Um, but they do narrow the list down. And the most recent search, the most recent hit was 19 years ago. Wow. And so eight of the eight of the stories, people on this list are in the US. So they start, I really wish there was a map that they were tracking yeah. Indiana Travel Jones by map, style. Yeah. Uh-huh. But there there's not. Um and we get a teal indeed somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in that area. So we're at the F-302 pilot briefing after this. And you can see their squadron name on their, um, you see you flash, the camera specifically flashes close to it. it. They are the Snake Skinners. Yowza. Isn't that awesome? I'm okay with that. The first SFW, which I'm assuming is first space fighter wing. Yes. And that's awesome. Can you imagine being pulled into that team? Like you're just a pilot. Uh Uh-huh. Not just a pilot, but you know what I mean. You're a badass pilot. You're a badass pilot. You're like, I'm at the top of my game. I am at the top of this job. There's nothing more I could I uh-huh. could do. And they're like, wait, wait, there's more. Hold my beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hold my ship. Yeah. So Sam walks in to start this briefing. They have an intel package about the ships. Their upcoming mission is Operation Blue Phoenix, which will be a live fire combat simulation. And the pilots are like, um, excuse me. Yeah. Weren't you second seat? And Jack was a pilot. And didn't he command all the X-302 missions? I feel like those are fighting words. They are. And Sam shoots back that Jack is busy, and regardless who commandeered Uh those missions, I built this fucker, so sit the fuck down and listen up. Basically, have a little bit of respect, because I've already fucking done this, and you don't know how quickly I can take your ass out. Yes. Or the things I've flown, or the amount of planets and suns that I have blown up, motherfuckers! So... And then blow up the room! (laughs) If this was a lesser show, this was not Stargate. Mm. I would have a major issue with this scene. Yeah. That these pilots don't listen to a qualified woman, but they listen to this punk kid who walks in. However, yeah. Yeah. except for that one episode that we don't mention, they have never treated Sam as anything less than an equal, except where rank is concerned. Yeah. So I'm going to give the show a pass on this, regardless of how it makes me feel on the inside. Yeah, it makes me pretty mad. Because I know 
they had to do, they wanted this to, they needed to push back One Direction in order to have Jack come in and take over on this mission briefing. Sure. They, they wanted to have, they wanted to have the second half of that scene where Jack comes in and they don't buy him and they had to do something in the beginning. So I do get the, obviously I get the idea that they're pushing back on Sam because she was second seat. She was not the commander of those missions and not because she's a woman. Mm -hmm. And that's why if this was any other show and I didn't know these writers and know how they treat Sam. Right. I would have had, I would have more issue, but because it's a Stargate and I know the track record of the series so far, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give him a pass. Okay. And just go, it was a bad, maybe not, not bad. It was not the best choice in order to make their second point sure um yeah i mean i don't like it no it's bad i don't like it so that's where it is yeah i don't like the scene um you're right i haven't seen them treat her like this before and so and that's the only reason why i'm not sort of really rolling them over the coals for it like it was a bad it, it just it gives a bad vibe off it but yeah. because they don't have a, a history of doing this. I still want her to kind of like. Sit down, shut up and fucking listen to me. I just, not even that. I just kind of want her to school them a little. Yeah. With her knowledge. Yes. Before Jack comes in. Which I, she does to a tiny does. degree. I just want them to push that part a little But further. I really wish they, even if they had the slightest line of, uh, actually I'm highly qualified because I built the fucker. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, just yeah, something yeah. to push a little bit further. So. Um, Jack fights his way past the SF outside, mm-hmm. takes over the briefing, and the pilots don't take him seriously at first, because who the hell would? Right. And Jack lets off the best subtle callback line. In fact, this line here makes me almost forget the rest of the scene, where he's like, hey, I realize it doesn't say Colonel anywhere on my uniform, but it should. Yeah. Calling back to Wormhole Extreme <laughs> makes... Brings back my heart a little happier again. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Um, and somehow, suddenly, all of the pilots sit straight up, and Jack starts chanting about velocity, knowing your enemy, and how the internal dampeners only compensate 90% it's of a, the time. It's a bit of a tough scene to swallow, it but it's fine. Yeah. I mean, they, all this trouble with Sam, but then they believe this kid all of a sudden. First, yeah. realistically, they wouldn't believe the kid that quickly. No. Anyway. Done. But I do want to say that if Death Gliders 101 were offered at my school, I would take it. Oh, for sure. Also, would that be a science course? No, I think it would be, um, like, I, it would be part of a, an aviation school. But if, let's say, it was offered at a regular school. Oh, I think it depends on whether you're going into the actual flying out of it or Death Gliders 101 is knowing sort of the mechanics. It depends. Is hmm. Jack teaching it or is Sam teaching it? I want Sam to be my teacher. Then that's going to be more of sort of a mechanical engineering situation. Okay. So it's more of a math class versus a science. It's, it's like this. The science. Because I want it physics. to be an elective, but yeah. what will it fall under? Is I, it going to fall under my math requirement or my science requirement? Probably more of your science, because I have a hunch that if Sam is teaching it, you're going to understand why the engines work and how the engines Got work it. and how to fix the engines, how to hotwire them. Jack is teaching it. You're going to learn how to pull all the maneuvers in the world, and it's really just more of a driving rolls. course. It's just a, it's just an aviation <laughs> course. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so on to Daniel and Teal'c Roadshow. They meet some farmer who's oh, like, yeah. why the, why do you care now? Mm-hmm. But he does tell the story of when he was younger. Um, a light took him. He was floating. It bleeds into Pamela's story. It's identical. Oh, yes. Green floating lights. And that bleeds into a man speaking. It's a fun um, little edit of all the different stories. Get a yeah. little montage going. And I'm a, our subtitle said Kittenese, which makes sense to me because there's an interpreter. And I would think Daniel could speak conversational Mandarin. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He knows so many languages. I'm assu- he would obviously, I'm assuming, know Mandarin before. But I wonder, too, because this is his daughter or granddaughter? This I don't really want to say. It seems like it might be granddaughter. So, but the, it kind of makes it feel like it's a family member. Yeah. And I don't know that so much that it's about an interpreter. It's just like, this is a person I talk to most comfortably. That's true. I also just but would yeah. assume that Daniel would know Mandarin yeah, over Cantonese. That's fair. Um... But he tells a story of when he was a young man being abducted, and Daniel asks who kidnapped him, and he totes described an Asgard. It's an Asgard. So back at the SGC, Daniel... I wish they would have had a picture of an Asgard and be like, did the man look like this? (laughs) He's a little tiny man. Um, So back at the SGC, Daniel and Sam are catching Hammond up. All the people he met, their stories are all identical to Jack's, um, with just without the getting younger part. Mm -hmm. And I love how he's like, the story is cliche, even if you watch enough TV because it's kind of an X-Files day. That's true. But the four glowing lights are very specific. And the Asgard haven't responded to their hails yet. And then Jenna walks in and goes, eh, she'll so, probably arrive pretty soon, though. Knowing what we know at the end of the episode, do you think right now the Asgard are like, fuck, 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 we didn't tell them about Loki? Um, I don't, I don't know. Because I, I can't, I can't decide if it's like they're getting the message, don't know how to respond yet, or if they just don't get the message. But because oh. the second signal is sent from an Asgard ship, okay, it like it, like it, it's like a fast pass, okay, at Disney, gotcha, to get past the line, gotcha. I, I see. I like to think it's like fuck, fuck. We didn't tell him about Loki. Now he's fucking shit up, mm-hmm. and they're going into it very angrily, probably. Um. So Sam drops by Jack's room while he plays Gran Turismo 3, which I did have to look up because the only racing game in my world is Mario Kart, the original. Nice. Uh, Jack is doing great except for a new zit. Yeah. And Sam gets to drop the first little bomb that Janet found something that's happening on a cellular level and his genetic structure is growing unstable. And Jack's like, shh, shh, shh. Yeah. www.zipit.com.org. It's like English... Jack English. Um, she tells him he's dying. Yeah. Yikes. Yowza. So in the infirmary, Janet... I will say, Jack-Jack takes it pretty well. He does. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, I'm laughing because Kaylee's, like, trying to get up on the couch behind us. You can see her ears. <laughs> so, um... In the infirmary, Janet does try to leave Jack some blood in his body. Hmm. Uh, He's feeling fine now, but symptoms should start hitting him soon. He has either weeks or days left, and something caused a total system failure. Yep. And Jack doesn't get it, though. I mean, he saved their skinny asses from implicators, and now they're just shrinking him and leaving him to die. It does seem, until we know the truth, it's like, what the fuck? It does. When did these guys turn into such assholes? The fact that we're not angrier is surprising. Yes. So in the briefing room, Jacob is here. And I love how he's like, hey, tell my grandkids I say hi. And I'm like, couldn't you just take an extra day hey. off on your trip to go see your grandkids also, yourself? not the time, man. 
Yeah. No, give it a give it a minute. Go well, check on Jack first. They are walking up the stairs to go see Jack. That's fair. So, but I'm also just like, take a day off. Yeah. Go see your grandkids. Just how about just say hello? Although I, mean, I wonder if it's more damage to them to see him for a day than to not see him at all. I'm sure they barely saw him to begin with. He was in the military. Yeah, that's true. I like they're not gonna sense you have an alien inside your gut, like <laughs> neck, head. We don't know area. Words in body, <laughs> in your body. So even Jacob is taken aback at how young Jack is. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, the Toker suggestion is to put him in stasis until they have an answer. Yeah. Um, which is fair. Which is, I mean, it's what we do on Earth. You sometimes put people into a coma until you can figure out what is going on. It is. However, considering what happened last time we were with the Tokra when he was ill. Sure. Rescued a girlfriend who never sure. met before. Sure. The trust level isn't quite there. No. Um, but this time it's different. No no symbiote to heal him. Just high-end cryogenic old-fashioned freezing mm-hmm. um, to buy some time to save him. And just go a- hang out with Walt Disney. Yep. And they have a team standing by. Um, Jack's like, can I have five minutes to think about this and escape the base? <laughs> Hammond's like, you can have ten. Yeah. Uh, so as he's thinking, Sam... So generous. Sam wonders if he's going to do it. And Daniel tells her that if he has to drag the tyke ticking, kicking and screaming through the gate, he will because he did not come all the way back just to watch him die. Fair. Fair. And that's when we find an unconscious guard and have to call security breach. Jana goes running and just misses Jack going into the elevator. I really wish we knew how tiny Jack takes out a guard. Because he is small. (laughs) He is. So it had to have been some sort of sneak attack. Well, but he also knows... Enough. It could. First of all, the SF was not expecting it. Right. And he knows enough hand to have combat. He has all the memory of it. He doesn't have the power, though, behind it. I really think it had to be a sneak attack. Yeah, it was just surprise, and he had a couple good moves and just knocked him out. Um, He's a sneaky little fart. As people run around to find him, Jack runs from the ventilation shaft to that ladder that we know runs to the surface because it's just the Achilles heel of the entire base. Uh (laughs) <laughs> Six hours later, Hammond's like, um, I guess it's pretty clear he's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have state and local authorities that are looking for him. Yeah. As Janet comes rushing up, which can never be good. No. And then we get this amazing scene <laughs> of Jack getting kicked out of a liquor store, not even being allowed to buy light beer. No. The worst. And we get another person saying for crying out loud, <laughs> which we'll debate if it counts or not. As Well, it is Jack saying for crying no, out loud. No, it's not. Oh, that's right. It's, it's the, the it's guy. It's being said to Jack. That's right. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about we'll it. We'll discuss it later. I was busy thinking about how um, I never tried to buy beer at that age because I was like, no. we're clearly 16. We're not 21. But we did buy cigarettes. Like... I, I, I had a hard time buying beer when I was 21. Yeah. Like, I somehow felt guilty about doing that. Uh, well, I, I don't think I felt guilty. <laughs> well, I was just very realistic with the fact that I did not look 21. Yeah. <laughs> but we did buy cigarettes. Now, the best part is I would buy cigarettes that I did not smoke. <laughs> but somehow I was the one who got away with buying the cigarettes because I was the one who was most convincing. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. So... Out of coincidence, Harlan Beck walks by, who Jack served with, or Jack's uncle knew from Operation Proven Force in the Gulf. Yeah. (laughs) And Harlan smells that this is total bullshit. Sure. Jack's like, yeah, Uncle Jack's been like a father to me since my folks died. Uh, He's doing good. He's not that old. Yeah. Harlan's like, well, 
tell him to watch his six. Yeah. So Aww. speaking of six, yeah. and Harlan's like, <laughs> fuck off, kid. While we're on the subject of sixes, how about you do me a six and give me a six, six of... I'm done. Something. I'm fell apart. Yeah. Uh, so this one was a little bit harder for me to research. And it's only because when it's more recent history like this, I go off on so many goddamn tangents <laughs> that it's hard to make a coherent line of thought. Um, so I didn't find um, Operation Proven Force, but I did find Joint Task Force Proven Force. Oh. And it was out of Inkerlik, Turkey, which I'm okay. butchering the name, but that's okay. Uh, the idea was that most of the fighting was taking place in sort of middle and southern Iraq. Okay. So if they started a second front in the north, they could split the Iraqi forces. And in doing this research, you run across all of these big names, Schwarzkopf, Colin Powell, and again, yes. no digressions. Uh, <laughs> running this out of Turkey had its own political issues at the time. Okay. Um, because they didn't necessarily want, like, they would sort of passively help, but they didn't want any missions going out of Turkey. Got it. Um, so this was going, what's known as a joint task force, which basically means a multi-service group. Uh, and they didn't get approval to operate out of Turkey until the first day of Desert Storm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So they joined in on the second day. Dang. Which it was not that long of a, you know, non-war. So, well, I guess that one was. Anyway, Operation Desert Shield. There's de uh, Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Desert yes. Shield was like putting all your pieces in the map where you want to start the battle with. Sure. And then Desert Storm was the battle. Yes. And Operation Proof of Comfort was the cleanup and help and, and everything afterwards. Uh, and I did not, however, see AC-130 gunships on the list in the 744, 744th composite wing uh. that was there at the base. Um, but that was just my research. So those things are like beasts. Because... There are versions of C-130s. Like, okay. they're fucking gigantic. You're saying a lot of numbers. All I'm understanding is okay. giant C-130s are giant planes. Got it. They are giant planes. Got it. Big old giant planes. Got it. Got like, it. Could pro could, like, carry a tank plane. Okay. I think I know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just locked. It just locked in. Yeah. So we used to have a local air show back home. Well, they still have it. And they would let you into planes. There was one where you could fit just crowds of people would yeah. walk through it. Uh -huh. Yep. I have been in one I side just, one of those. I just pulled up the picture. Like, they're gigantic. I have so, been inside one of those. Imagine that yeah. thing loaded up with guns. Yowza. <laughs> That's a C-130 gunship. I do know that ship. Um, And I think... In the show, it was like flowing AC-130 gunships over Baghdad. Now, I did, again, I didn't see the gunships on the list for the wing that was out of that sure. base. I also think that the northern force did not go as far south as Baghdad. Okay. I'd be completely wrong on those things. If I am, correct me. But I think if he was flying AC-130 gunships over Baghdad, he would not would have been out of the Turkey base. All I can think of is the outcast song Bombs Over Baghdad. <laughs> I'm trying real hard to pay attention. <laughs> okay, so moving on. In the infirmary, Selmak is basically just like, well, he's dying, but there's a twist to him dying. There's a twist. You remember that abmorality? Abmor. I think abmorality is even better than abnormality, and abmorality is when your morality gets a little bit twisted. You so, will have an abmorality. So the Tokra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. Uh, but Jack is a clum. 
Dun dun dun. That's where we do get a little bit of dun dun dun. We do. We do. It's fun. So in Hammond's office, the rest of the team's there, and they're like, well, what do we call him now? A double jack? Jack Jack. A jackal ganger? A jackal ganger. A jackal clone? (laughs) Jack Jack? I like Jack Jack the most. (laughs) I wish they'd asked me what to call him, because duplicate Jack is so boring. It is, but I kind of like jackal clone. (laughs) Jackal clone. And jackal ganger was was Nick's. Jackal ganger's pretty good. Yeah. I had, I'm all about Jack. I had Double Jack to begin with. Double Jack is pretty good. But I feel like we've cliche. used Double Jack. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of like Jack O'Clone, but Jack Jack works too. Yeah. So Daniel has a theory. Uh, the Asgard did this. <laughs> Duplicate O'Neill sounds like a full name. <laughs> General Duplicate O'Neill. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, we know the Asgard cloned themselves uh, in, instead of the old bangity bang. Bang 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 But now they are sort of degrading from going through the Xerox machine too many times. And Hammond's like, continue. Yeah. None of the other people taken end up being clones. They were all returned. So they're assuming for now that whoever took Jack put his clone here so it wouldn't be missed. And the fact that he's younger is a mistake. They botched the role on the clone, they and did. thus comes my title. They did botch the role. Yeah. Uh, and the real Jack will be You're put a back. clone, Harry! <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, it's the AKA. <laughs> <laughs> You're a clone, Harry. <laughs> um, I can't focus. So. They're going to have to find the Jack-Jack in order to put him back to get the real Jack and arrest the Asgard who did this. Yeah. And that's when Hammond's phone rings. Harlan works at the Air Force Academy. Uh, and he called in some weirdness. By the way, yes, in 94, the 10th Air Base Wing was stationed at the Academy. So it'd be here in 2003. Uh, and has a long history, too, going back, stretching to World War II, even before the Air Force, when Air Force was started part of the Army. Okay. Yeah. Just that one they got right. Got like, it. Got it. It's a They actual... did a right thing. They did yeah. a good thing. Got it. So um, the team finds Jack fishing in the stream. It's like my favorite kind of stream, by the way. Like lots of rocks fast moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good stream. We were a little one time. Uh, there was always weddings at the same church because it's an old mission. It's actually an old mission that they shot a lot of vertigo at. Oh, okay. Um, and so it was a very popular spot for weddings. And we were all very little children. And so they would let us come to it because it was a bunch of outdoor space where you would just make your kids go run around. Yeah. And then eat and then go run around. Uh-huh. And so we would attempt to catch fish. Yeah. With styrofoam cups uh-huh. through sticks. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Did you stab them? We, well, the thing was, you stab the stick through the styrofoam cup and then just try to catch it in I the I was cup. more like, did you accidentally stab fish? No. Okay. We just never caught any because we were terrible. And we I'm were children. fairly sure there's no fish in this stream, <laughs> but we know that's not a requirement for uh, yeah. fishing. Uh-huh. Uh, and apparently the password to approach is beer. <laughs> so he's pretty much a no-go with the deep it's freeze. It's kind of like Dumbledore's like certain treats unlock yeah. his study. It's like lemon something. But he's like lemon kugel. Lemon drop. <laughs> lemon drop. acid pop. Lemon, lemon kugel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so for Jack, it's all different beer names. Uh-huh. Uh, and Jack fills him in that he missed some while he was missing. Yeah. Uh, they've moved past the Tok'ra ideal. Uh, we're, we're short on time. And while there's no real easy way to tell you this, so Sam is just going to come right up and say Yeah, <laughs> thanks for that, <laughs> you butthole. I do love that. Like, oh, I don't want to do this weird part. 
Sam's like, fuck you, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, but really, you know. I do love this Daniel that came back. He's got a little bit of bite. <laughs> so I think old Daniel would have been like, it's my duty to tell him <laughs> myself. And he's like, ah, fuck this noise a little bit. You tell him. So you know how the Asgard clone themselves? Uh-huh. And we get Jack. You're a clone, Harry! <laughs> Teal just drops it, too. Yeah. You're, He's our Hagrid. He is. <laughs> uh, and and to find the real one, I mean, the other real one, the gr- full-grown I mean, real the, one, They, we need your help. Please come back. So in the briefing room, O'Neal. Daniel found a pattern of seven days, which is a great show, by the way, <laughs> uh, between abductions. So hopefully the Asgard will be back tonight. And Jack's like, this plan fucking sucks. Yeah. Right, because either way, he's he's a little bit fucked. He is. Uh, so, you know, he knows that regardless of, like, w- if he's real or not, all these people want is you want the real one back. Yeah, so even if things get solved, he's still fucked. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, not a fun feeling. And Sam reminds him that, you know, it's, it's, it's more that they just don't know what else to do for him. Sure. Right yeah. now. And Tilk suggests that the Asgard could probably fix him. So I mean, if they did it, you yeah. would, it suffice to say that they should fix it. Yeah. So they'll use Jack as bait to get Jack back. And Hammond will allow him at least a Zach gun. Mm-hmm. So cut to Jack reading Cracked Magazine in bed, which, yes, <laughs> for those of you who only know Cracked.com, it was a magazine first. Wow. Started in 1958, which is pretty much a Mad Magazine clone, which started yeah. in 52. The last issue of Cracked was in 2007, but it sort of died well before then. That's fair. Um, but I looked it up. This is the February 2003 issue. <laughs> so clearly this is when this was filmed. Sure. February 2003. I would assume that Jack is a purist and a Mad Magazine person. I would have thought so, too. Maybe he just gets to both. Maybe he just went through it too quickly. Maybe. You know what magazine I miss is Disney Adventures. <laughs> I do remember Disney Adventures. Best. Best. <laughs> yeah. Done. And that. Sassy Magazine. I never got I Sassy. I was a big Sassy girl. Yeah, I never get Sassy. Um, so anyway, the everyone is watching and listening and waiting, and Jack Root does remember the instructions, and just like that, the Asgard beam him up and deposit a sleeping, fully grown Jack. Yeah, a little fetal position Jack for you. Uh, Sam has some issues waking up, and Teal'c is able to get through him. Do you think Sam has, like, a couple of moments of, like, he's so cute? <laughs> okay, work, work, work. I was um, working. And I love it. He just kind of gruffly wakes up and is like, why are you all in my bedroom? Yeah. I gotta say, I, on the same note, if just Sam were in that bedroom, he's like, hey, check my breath real quick. Hey. Who is bad? Don't come too close. Don't come, don't. It's been seven days. But it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, the morning wood must be fantastic at that point. Yeah, especially when he's like, I haven't even gotten to pee yet. Yeah. Like, you should probably not film him. Yeah. From <laughs> certain angles. Yeah. <laughs> Up on the Asgard ship, young Jack. Jack just immediately zats the Asgard. Tiny um, O'Neill's the most aggressive O'Neill. Oh, yes. And then he shoots the glowing ball, keeping him afloat, so he just hits the ground hard. Yeah. Uh, and back in his bedroom, Jack is still on the Y part. Uh-huh. <laughs> Up in orbit, Jack has made little time in zip-tying the Asgard down, and what weirdly might be my favorite moment of the entire episode, heads to a console. <laughs> okay, wrong console. Yeah. 
follows the instructions. I do. I do like his whole approach in this situation. It's very my favorite murder. It's like the pepper pepper spray first, questions later. Exactly. He's like zat gun first, questions later. Do all my shit. Yeah. Uh, so he beams SG-1 up, and Jack was having the weirdest dream. <laughs> so Jack and Jack-Jack come face to face. It's double Jack. He and just needs some coke now. He's like, I can't comprehend. And he just looks past Sam, the kid to Sam, and it's the most awkward introduction that yeah. you could possibly dream of. Part of you is like, shouldn't he recognize his younger self? You would think. But also, the other part of me is like, you've just woken up from a week-long coma, you haven't had coffee, and you most likely haven't seen a photo of your 15-year-old self in a decade. I don't think it's so much that he doesn't recognize it, it's that he can't compute it. He's like, because imagine waking yeah. up and seeing your younger self and being like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Which, it's not so much that he doesn't recognize him, he's just he like, compute. this does not make sense. He can't compute. Sam makes sense of this. His yeah. brain just freezes. Yeah. Because I think that's what mine would do. I would be like, no. Control out delete. Yeah. Control out delete. Get out. Get out. So Daniel feels Or if you figured out the other secret, it's control shift escape. What? Well, yeah. yeah. So Daniel feels him in on the clone part. It's weird for both of them. Uh-huh. And Daniel I think Daniel calls Loki at that part an Asgard. I'm pretty sure he says Asgard. Asgard. Yeah, I'm a fan of it. I would say that, too. Tick's like, look, the Asgard's awake. Distra- distraction from awkwardness. This is not... Oh, I'm, oh look over here. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as he's awake, he sees both Jacks, and he's like, fuck. I fucked up. Yeah. Now what? Um, Explain yourself. Jack's like, yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just woke up. I haven't had coffee. I haven't peed. And you just cloned my Fix ass it. and made a mini-me. Yeah. I should be irked. Yeah, yeah to put it nicely. And we find out that he is Loki. <laughs> of course, of course of he's Loki. <laughs> Who else would be doing this shit but Loki? Uh, the most textbook example for chaotic neutral that's ever existed. Just, Him and Coyote. If there was like a chaotic chaotic, yeah. that's when he would be. True. Yeah. Oh, Coyote. I like Coyote. Uh, Coyote's good. Um, but Loki isn't going to talk. Oh, that doesn't last Guys, long I'm now. like three quarters into my drink and I can no longer sit <laughs> up straight. I just wanted to share that for those of you who can't see the video. Um, so he, he can't fix the clone who just informed Jack that he's dying since the Xerox machine broke. <laughs> and that's why he's been experimenting here on Earth to fix the broken clone issue that the Asgard have. He used to be a geneticist with the we Asgard broke you Council. because then if I break you, I can fix things. Yes. Uh, he was fired after uh-huh. he was caught performing unsanctioned experiments on yeah. humans. Yeah. Which Jack picks up the bigger issue there. There are sanctions experiments. Yeah, tell me humans. more. Yeah. Woza. Yeah. Uh, so Loki was just. It's cr- like animal testing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, bad animal testing is bad, <laughs> but good animal testing is still kind of bad. It's still gray area. Yeah. Gray area yeah. there. Um, like, I understand why, but yeah. it's still kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Loki is just courageous enough to do what had to be done. I mean, okay, look. If it's, it's, a, it's a perspective. Exactly. It, like, you can sort of see his side yeah. of things. His entire peoples are on the edge of extinction. Uh-huh. So What's a couple humans? Exactly. And What's humans, a couple overpopulated humans? Humans are where Asgard were a thousand years ago, and to Loki, a human lives is worth his entire civilization. Absolutely. If you do the math, 
Yeah. If you're just talking numbers. The needs of the one. Outweigh the the needs needs of of the many many outweigh outweigh the needs needs of of the one. one. Hey, we did that on on accident. I did. It was fun. So he's come back here after (laughs) 19 years because he thought that Jack was the one. <gasps> there can be only be one. one. You were supposed to bring balance to the fo- No, that's not wrong. Wrong. That's wrong the one franchise. That's the one franchise. Yeah. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've crossed franchises. Don't cross oh, the streams. Don't cross the streams. Oh, it's another franchise. <laughs> that, that Jack's genetic code held the key. Uh, that he was able to hold, like, Jack was able to hold all the data from the ancient repository in his brain. And even one generation ago, no human could have done that. Right. That's, That's a insane. Big old bomb to drop. That's a big deal because that yeah. means even back when the Catherine and, and yeah. Ernest and all these other uh-huh. people were going through the gate, this wasn't an option. Yeah. But all of a sudden, bottom of the ninth, yep. this kid <laughs> comes out of nowhere. He's possible grand slam. Okay, yeah. I'm done. Uh, so Jack, 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 Big Jack is a significant step forward in our evolutionary path. Wow. And to wow. the Asgard, Jack is legend, wait for it, Dairy. Dairy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't wait long enough. So while the rest... I got excited. So rest, the rest of the Asgard were distracted with replicators. Loki thought he could be the salvation of his people. He regrets nothing. No, it's, a, you know, if he had done well... Yeah, it, he would have saved his he'd people. He'd be a fucking hero. Exactly. So why would he regret it? It was a big, it was a big, um... Gamble. Yes, thank you. Um, but he can't help Jack Jack, uh, who can see why Loki was kicked out of the science club. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Jack has had enough. Don't make him call Thor. <laughs> and Loki's like, no! Please don't call my brother. <laughs> He's such a dick. <laughs> Sam's like, He's such a fucking square. Yeah. Sam's <laughs> like, Jack, Jack, come here, Jack. We've tried that. Yeah. Shh, we can't get him. Yeah. But maybe from an Asgard ship, but we'd be different. Yeah. And as they wait, Jack starts to finally feel the effects. Um, and he gets very wobbly and does not feel good. And mm-hmm. then Thor shows up. He's like, what? He's I heard like, my brother was being a butthole. Loki, what have you done? Yeah. What have you done? Why were you buttholing? And and Jack Jack is like play, playing Dr. Moreau. Mm-hmm. Again, Jack is not. He may play dumb. Yeah. But, like, calling out Dr. Moreau as references it's here. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I like that Jack-Jack calls out Dr. Moreau yeah. and Big Jack takes a minute. Yeah. So, to me, that <laughs> says that he, he he read it or somewhere in his teens. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and if you have not read that, Moreau is as bad guy as you can possibly get. Yoza. Like, you know, creating human hybrids from mm-hmm. vivisection bad. That's not creepy. Like, bad, bad. Frankenstein. So, we learn another new thing. Jack's genetic code is like patent pended <laughs> on Asgard. He's a big deal. His DNA was tagged to prevent further manipulation. Right. Or manipulation, not further. Uh, and that's why his clone didn't mature. So, yeah, he's. they found that he was different already. Yeah. So they're protecting it. They, they patented it. Jack's yeah. genetic code. They're like, don't fuck with this one. This one's special. Yeah. Way to go, Loki. So Thor says that Jack is advanced, but he is not the key to their cloning issues. Uh, and that, Or to his heart. Oh. But the key in the DNA is, like, 
It isn't what caused the clone to fail. Mm-hmm. Loki just never needed one to survive. Like, he just didn't put right. the effort into making the clones. They're only supposed like, to be there for it. a They're week. just throwaways. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't put in the time to making a good one. And somehow Thor is shocked that Jack would want Jack-Jack to live. Of course he does. Right. Um, and so Thor will try... I will try <laughs> to fix you. <laughs> so, Loki. Tears stream <laughs> down your... Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Loki you did this. is the adopted son of Odin. Mm-hmm. As most of us know he is the son of a giant, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name just to save everyone. Um, and he is basically great at trolling Thor. Mm-hmm. Great at getting Thor to help him out and then troll him. And then being a snake. Great at crashing parties and getting gods wasted and getting him wasted and trolling. Yeah. Uh, he pretty much only cares about amusing himself. He's just a good time dude. He's just a He's troll. He's just a bro. He's the most bro He's like a bro. frat boy, a smart frat boy bro dude. Yeah. Well, to be Got fair, um, I don't know, because I've always kind of considered Thor the frat boy That's of true. the Norse. That's true, yeah. Thor's like pretty a... frat boy. Yeah, you're right. It's the wrong... Like, he's just the most Slytherin that's ever Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. Literally, he's a snake. He is. <laughs> uh, so sometimes he has you do some insane... Sh- he has, like, sometimes he has to do insane shit to get him out of the insane shit that he's gotten himself into. <laughs> yeah. Like, one giant... He just leans into things he is does. what it is. Yeah. One giant is like, kidnap I do, or I'll kill you. And then the rest of the gods, after he kidnapped her, were like, well, go get her back or we'll kill you. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and usually, the only times he usually ends up helping people is to fix shit that he's caused himself. Yeah. He just creates madness and then, yeah. like, look, he's, I'm a hero. I he fixed the madness that I caused. The most chaos, like, chaos muppet that you've ever met in your life. <laughs> yeah, God. Um, eventually he does get some horrible punishment. He's mm-hmm. tied down in a cave, the ropes being the entrails of one of his sons. And there is a serpent sitting above him dripping venom. Mm-hmm. But his wife, some reason, is by his side, catching the poison into a bowl so he doesn't get burnt. But mm-hmm. at some point that bowl gets full. <laughs> so she has to go empty it. Yeah. And then the venom drips onto him and he thrashes and agony so, ba- so badly. Earthquakes. I like it. Yeah. It's fair. Uh, interestingly enough, or maybe because he's, like, basically an anti-god, there's really no record of people worshipping Loki in a traditional sense. Sure. Even if you did, it wouldn't be out loud. No. Yeah. There's, like, no written record, like, of cults to Loki or anything. That's fair. I wonder, if Loki's more the guy you blame for shit? Yeah. Uh, and, and unlike in the last Thor film, normally he's the father of Hell and oh. her, and in the film, her wolf, Fenner. Okay. Um, there's also like a great story. So Neil Gaiman Oh, has, I just realized that Fenner is also the name of the wolf, um, in Harry Potter. The bad is. werewolf. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Whoa. Okay, I'm done. So Neil Gaiman's North Mythology, great read if you can yeah. get it. Uh, he, it's basically all the greatest hits told by Neil Gaiman. It's fantastic, it's including perfect. the story of when he turns into a female horse and then gives birth to Odin's horse. That's he's pretty ahead of his time. <laughs> yeah. 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 I dig it. Uh, anyway, oh, <laughs> there's speaking of creatures. There's a dog underneath my. There's butt. a creature. 
so sometime later, uh, Jack drops Jack Jack off at high school. Yeah. Oh, He's... with with that with that. Let's 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 bring some light onto the terrible two thousands music playing in the background of this entire scene. By the way, this is "Who Am I" by Lily Frost. <laughs> Takes me back to my college days. <laughs> yeah. Worst. Yeah. My my opinion. She has some really opinion. really good music though. Uh, she, if I remember correctly, she, I think she married someone from South, South or Central America. So she has a bunch of albums that got like this huge, like flare of really good beats behind it. Purely my opinion. Worse. You heard one song. <laughs> you heard one Fair. song. And it was a song written in that era. But also in 2003, I was listening to nothing but punk music. So yeah, there was, would have been no helping. There would yeah, have been no. nothing that would have pleased no. me unless That's it was like rented. That was saying it's uh this is not, shall I say, my favorite of sure. her songs. Okay. I'm not an aficionado of Lily Frost. <laughs> she's Canadian and therefore I probably listened to a lot of her in college. <laughs> um, she does like it twists like her music did take a shift okay. a couple years from now. Got it. Is what I'm saying. Got it. It's, I'm with you. There's some good beats. In I'll buy it. Okay. Anyways, dropping off of high school, he's thought a lot about this, and he never really embraced high school first mm. time around, and this is a chance to do it over. And from here on out, they're different men. Yeah. And they mutually decide not to keep in touch, because that would just be weird. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, yeah. So, there's so many questions left unanswered. He's a 16-year-old kid with no parents, just yeah. on his own. Yeah. Does the Air Force put him up? Does the military put him up? Do they give him some money? What I can imagine. Do? So I can imagine. Does he get a stipend? That he is pretty set that the Air Force hooked him up. I'm guessing a fake guardian, like just someone to sign bullshit sure. when he has to. Um, a stipend until he reaches a certain age. Free health care for the whole clone reasons. Right. <laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah. Also, they're keeping in touch with him in case Jack needs a kidney or blood or something. And also... I feel like he should have gone to Sunnydale High. <laughs> it's just, he needs to go somewhere where he's appreciated. Yes. And his skills are useful. Yes. Sunnydale would have been appropriate. Now, in 2003, Chilton would have been more available, but you don't need a Jack Jack at Chilton. You don't need a Jack Jack at Chilton, now. Although that would be fun. Can you imagine putting Jack Jack and Paris Geller in a room? Oh my god! Because I think ultimately they would love each the other. The room would explode. But the room would everybody else would be like hit the fucking deck. <laughs> but that those two strong personalities because he's smart as fuck. He is smart as and fuck. And so is Paris. Yeah. Actually, the sexual tension would be though. It's like <laughs> holy crap. So Somebody speaking put, speaking birth of control that, in these children. Jack is like, you sure you want to do this? And young Jack turns to the high school girls looking at him and giggling and then jack is like yes go forth young man go forth and deposit your seed and with that (laughs) jack jack puts on the worst sunglasses ever oh god yes and we pan away as he introduces himself to the girls and i mean listen i can't imagine even being 16 and wanting to date a high schooler (laughs) like i didn't i didn't date in high school because i didn't want to have anything to do with dating anyone in my high school like just no. no thank you yeah <laughs> like i'll just skip that until yeah. like for another three years yeah give me some time here um and yeah <laughs> that is fragile balance it was fun it is a ridiculous episode it's just fun there's nothing to it but fun times no fun times um which is why i finished my drink next up orpheus morpheus 
Yes. No, I'm just kidding. We just have bad sunglasses. Yes. Yeah. It's the bad sunglasses season. Um, Orpheus. It's, that's music. Sure. Orpheum, the Orpheum Theater is... Yes. Yeah, so yes. therefore Orpheus this is music-related. Music okay. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to we it. We have another Indeed. And Let's do are it. we counting both for crying out louds? No, because okay. only one was Jack's. Count- we have one then. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, and then we are counting that as a Peter DeLuise cameo. Yes. Alrighty, I will take it. We have a point five. Remember, we have a point five, so oh, we're right. at seventeen point five. Yeah, I mean, unless we call this a point five, and then we're getting back to a rounded number. Why don't we do that? We'll just Let's do seventeen. Do cool. Done. Um, and we're gonna start the full rankings next week. Yeah. Um, we are also going to, for our Patreons, we will have, yeah, we will have, um, we're going to do our top 10 overall for our patrons that will be up at the same time as this one is up. And then we will announce. We're going to share them with everybody next next week, week. but we're going to work them out for the Patreon. Yes. Because that's Uh, always fun and rambly. Um, but yeah. yeah, it'll be fun times. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. As always, you know where to find us. Uh, on Twitter, we're at Tara Podcast. On Facebook, we're at There's No Place Like Tara. Um, you can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. And you can find us at Patreon at patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. Rate us, like us, review us on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to go have SoundClouds. more drinks. Yep. No, I should be done. Okay. Okay. We got to go. Bye. Where's my thing? And then the thing. And then bye.